Welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And this week, we reviewed the 2021 Disney movie, Raya and the Last Dragon. We discuss dragon design, character design, animation, all of it. I actually liked the action sequences in this movie, and for a kids' movie, it's pretty exciting. And we delve into the topic of trust and a deep, <laughs> I would say, preachy moment at the end. Mm-hmm. Trust no one. <laughs> That's Stephen's way. All this and more, and movies on the side. Nate, tell me how you came by Raya, or as I say, Raya, and everybody yells at me, and The Last Dragon. (laughs) How did you come by this? Well, I came by this movie. I mean, originally... I was approached by a marketing company to do a mural for this movie. Oh, my goodness. It did not end up happening. It fell through, mm. as many jobs do. Mm, I'm sorry. But that's how I knew about it before its release. Oh, okay. And then it was released. I don't know if it was released with that premiere access thing, but then it came and went. <laughs> and I just, right. didn't, I just didn't watch it. But, you know, I saw the trailer back when I thought I would be doing a job for it. It looked cool. Then, while on vacation with my family, extended family, Jill's family. (laughs) The way you said family right there, I feel like there's so many implications in the way you said that. (laughs) We're a family. (laughs) That's my Vin Diesel. (laughs) Blink twice if you're under duress. (laughs) My family. No, so... Jill's family, who is now my family. <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> I didn't know how to go about saying it's my in-laws, but they are also my family now. But I needed to like... Yeah, they're outlaws too. My, the, I am the outlaw. Um, so we're, we're <laughs> so staying, true. we're on vacation at a, mm-hmm. a rental house, and we're all hanging out together, and several kids, my nephews and niece are around. So, all right, let's put on this movie. Well, the movie started happening... And just so happens that I didn't catch the beginning of the movie. Nate, same. I've not seen the first 10 minutes of this movie. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> so I jumped in a little bit late, and I yeah. saw it for about 15 minutes. Okay. And I was like, what is this movie? Gathered it, liked the 15 minutes I saw so much that I removed myself from the room. Okay. Because I heard, oh, it's on Disney+. Plus. I have Disney Plus. I'll just watch this later. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that is when I left the room and said, well, I'm just going to watch it, the whole thing. Because I am so bugged by not, I probably missed like the first 30 minutes of the movie the first time around. I said, I'm going to watch it mm. all the way through. Jill expressed interest in watching it as well. I'm not going to watch any more because I want to see it all the way through. Sure. And so I did. Went back home, watched it myself. And here we are. And then I said, Stephen, I would like to do this movie because I think in some ways it's a hidden gem. Okay. Cards on the table. I did miss the exposition. But you kind of gathered it. But I feel like I was able to, I gathered it as the movie went on, you know. Okay. I still have questions about the little demon clouds, but we'll talk about that in a second. (laughs) Nate, this movie's Rotten Tomato score is audacious. Ooh. I would, li- I would like you to guess what you think this movie received. I think everyone absolutely lost their mind over this one. And I want to say 92 <laughs> for critics and 96 for people. Nate, Humans. you've almost never been closer on that audience. It's 95 for critics, 97 
audience yep. score. Yep, 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 yep. One percentage away. I'll give that to you, Nate. People go crazy over this movie. What is the deal? Steven, you lost the heart of a child a long time ago, somewhere around the time when you watched Goldeneye. I don't know when that time was. <laughs> that was actually a long time ago. I mean, I think I lost, you lost, I think I lost it that far. The heart of the child. Fargo? No, the mm. Stephen, let me tell you something about this movie. Yes. It's a very good movie. I have some nits to pick with it, but overall, mm-hmm. I found the heroine, Raya, yes. really good, mm-hmm. voiced by... Kelly Marie Tran. Who is Rose from the new Star Wars movies and i liked her as a character there oh i didn't know that connection yeah okay sisu is aquafina who is again great from crazy rich asians as we watched for this show and namari is Gemma chan who is she was astrid, astrid. young yes Tio. raya the character was great i thought yes. sisu was funny i think this movie is really heartwarming and also deals with some very very serious betrayal and issues and so i think this movie is the right amount of we'll talk about morals of the movie later but i think this movie really hits the mark of entertaining but also has a lot to try to teach you are shizu and your people what's your name raya i'm raya and you're not made of stone i gathered that we need to talk about like trust for 20 minutes as we, uh-huh. you know, yeah. near the, the conclusion, the moral of the story thing. You're kind of in the uh, trust no one till they sacrifice themselves for me <laughs> camp. No, not no, not exactly. Okay, I'm with you. I liked a lot of the characters. Who was the the funny guy that they pick up in that village where he's all by himself? Which one? He froze, oh, you know, yeah, turn yeah. To stone. Is that voiced by Benedict Wong? Is that, yeah, is that Tong? Yeah. Tong is the name of the character. I really liked him. I thought he was funny, like he provided good comedic relief. I was actually not as into Sisu and her character. I don't know, like, it felt awkward to me. I don't know why. You liked your dragons to be majestic and voiced by Sean Connery. Now that is a great movie (laughs) that you just implied (laughs) the reference. What is that movie called? That is... Dragonheart. It's Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Yes, I do prefer my dragons as Sean Connery. And when there are no more dragons to slay, how will you make a living, knight? Okay, let's talk about the dragon's design, Nate. We talked about character's design in The Tomorrow War okay. with Chris Pratt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dragon of this movie. We have one dragon, and then at the end, well, we won't do so. Well, I won't spoil anything. No spoilers. We see the design of Sisu pretty early. You, you had texted me, <laughs> like, hey, these dragons don't have wings. Yeah. Just FYI. <laughs> Our audience has no idea why that's important. But so I was like, okay. I found the design interesting. I feel like when you look at Far East countries like China or Japan and they do celebrations with dragons Uh as like the paper things in the parades, Mm -hmm. they actually resemble what I see in Raya. Like I feel like the design is actually similar. It definitely has that influence. Not, I don't know, is it European dragons that are the ones that we think of as being... (laughs) Medieval. I think, yeah, like a medieval dragon. From Europe. Those are the ones you that are like got the got the wings, blow the fire, fire breathing, et cetera, et cetera. King Arthur kind of stuff. I can't speak on it from a is it holding to some sort of mythology of see I don't know exactly what the land is supposed to what Kumandra is supposed to kind of be. I know that they speak right a little Vietnamese. 
Okay. Ba is for dad is Vietnamese, and they say like Otoy, oh, okay. which is another like Vietnamese thing, I believe. Interesting. So yeah, I mean we potentially have a lot of listeners from vietnam so that's right uh all of our vietnamese fans please email us <laughs> yes and you can do a pod podcast at movies on the side you can email us there. you got it podcast at movies on the side.com i would love to hear if this if you feel like the cultures represented in this movie are more akin i had heard japan before this movie came out but is this closer to a vietnamese it's obviously it's like a mythical world yeah, yeah, yeah but i didn't know if we were approximating different cultures i mean from the imdb summary it says the realm known as kumandra a reimagined earth inhabited by an ancient civilization so this is like you know re it's a different earth you know what i mean so i think they sure. try to stay away from actual physical places but yeah I, yeah but you're what you're saying i'm sure but i'm sure it's inspired by some some pl- existing yeah. places as well i just say i missed the part where Sisu like dragons can turn into people too. Did was did they ever explain that, or was that just kind of like this is something they can do? No, that was um, that was a power of one of the dragons. So the dragons were like living harmoniously with the people. They were all like dancing in the air together. Um, but I've, apparently, <laughs> yeah. different of Sisu's different siblings of Sisu had different powers, like special powers. They all could do like their little dancing right, thing. That's right. But apparently, one of them could do a transforming into a person. Now, Mm -hmm. back to the design of these dragons. I can't speak to how close they are to a mythology that I'm not aware of. But I can say that to my Western American eyes, they kind of remind me of like a bit kind of like a ferret. Like it's a lot, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hair. A lot of hair on a dragon. I'm not used to hairy (laughs) dragons. So a bit ferrety, but kind of mixed with like... I don't know, like a unicorn, like a like a horse. So yeah. actually, you know what I kind of got? I kind of got Pokemon vibes, oh, which is probably yeah, yeah. when you when you like a Mewtwo or <laughs> 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 also like the Neverending Story. What's the dog in the Neverending Story? The uh, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's got yeah. that vibe. I'm sure there are a bunch of real names that we are completely butchering because I think neither of us are completely familiar with, for example, anime or. Of, mm. like in general uh, <laughs> Japanese culture that would have this sort of thing to it knowing why I said Pokemon and ferret as my closest approximation <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful to friend of the show no 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 friend of the show Josh Matai if you're listening school us on the anime back yeah I'm sure but anyway I, I got I got used to the design but I just felt like there were times where they moved weird like there's a scene when Sisu finally I can jump on water droplets in the air or something. And it, you know, she kind of like dances in the sky. She kind of prances around. She prances around it's like, a bit of a prance. I was like, I don't, it feels weird, like from a movement standpoint, but I guess this is the kind of dragon in this movie. So I wasn't, I wasn't trying to get hooked up, you know, yeah. stopped up by it. Yeah. I, again, I, I wasn't entirely familiar with it, but I think it was like odd enough that I was like, all right, you are a different thing. I'm I'm bought in. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to talk about action just for a moment. Yes. Like you were saying, the protagonist Raya. I really I did like her. I thought she had a great character. Yeah. I liked her. Like believed her motivation. The 
a small relationship with her dad that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Like, totally believe that as a driving force. Really liked her. And the action scenes, like the fight scenes, were actually pretty cool. Like, it was... Yes! It felt like like nice choreographed fight scenes with sword, without sword, hand-to-hand. Like, I was all about all those scenes. Those were fun. It was really shot. I would say shot as if they captured it. It was really, I guess, planned out. They use virtual cameras. Yeah, they mean, you know. Yeah, vir- yeah. it was shot in a vir- really interesting way for... You know, I don't think of Disney movies as having really like epic fight scenes to them. Right. But yeah, the the fight choreography was really really good. And even the like chase scenes there was in that one town with a little girl and like the, the three little <laughs> the baby monkeys. and the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Like that chase scene was really visually exciting and I was like, "Wow, this is really good." Again, Disney just showing off like they're incredible at all this now let's just talk general plot of this movie nate we, we didn't have we didn't talk about that we can can i talk animation real quick before we jump into the plot oh sure sure, sure. i think we're yes. we're kind of breaking down these little bits here i wanted to pull on this i also want to talk about a little animation in the movie because yeah. this is the part where at first glance i wasn't entirely impressed and then when i watched it a little bit longer I became very impressed. Here is why. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. I think the character animation in this movie, they stopped going the route of, let's say, Frozen. Right. And the characters are not super detailed. Like, they're not focusing on pores right. or, like, get those eyelashes super realistic. The characters are very much more simplified in their yes facial features is that correct i agree and i i got that impression too when i first saw it i was like this is interesting so when namari first arrives with the wolves my first thought was i'm not this animation it looks good but it looks kind of like a disney channel tv show animation like it does it didn't impress me if that makes <laughs> right. sense it's like right oh i can yeah, see yeah. this being like a saturday morning a really nice disney TV show. And so I was like, right. I don't know about this. But when watching the movie in its entirety, what I think happened is the human characters have been simplified in animation, but all everything around them from the scenes to like the backgrounds and then the special effects and the water and the glowing particles are all top of the line yeah. Disney movie quality. Yes. Which added up to a really fun animation style where i get to see what look like obviously animated characters on top of this hyper realistic rock face with this these yes. beautiful purpley shiny bad demon creatures behind <laughs> them or whatever with light yes. going on them yeah. i thought that was a really fun uh, effect what did you think about it i did too and like i'm looking through some of these screenshots and you know when it comes to animation at least CG computer animation, hair is always the thing that has been the hardest just because Mm. very fine textures, you know, very like small, like the way the light has to hit hair and all that. And some of these screenshots, like I just sent you one, the hair on the dragons and the hair on the people, like that stuff is incredibly detailed, very realistic, impressive from an animation standpoint. But the faces themselves are simplified like you were saying but i was down for it you know like i i almost kind of had the vibe that it was kind of going for you know how like in stop motion where the faces are made of clay they're like beautiful but they're yeah yeah. that's i kind of got that sort of vibe 
is that the, we weren't yeah. meant to see yeah. them as like oh the super hyper realistic pores stretching. Right. Exactly. And I I was down for it. And again, it was impressive once you start seeing all the detail everywhere. Else. And also every once in a while they would go to like a a story monologue or a flashback and they would jump yes. to I would say a slightly forgive me for my ignorance here more like anime or like graphic novel sort of animation style right which i think yes. was very effective because then you when you jump back to the hyper realistic backgrounds it's like it, it makes it look even more impressive because it's like well i just saw a what was intended to be an animated section within an animated movie <laughs> right exactly I need to ask some questions about yes. the plot here. Now, again, I missed the first 10 minutes of exposition, uh-huh. so it might be answered there. But yes or no, dragons in this movie are the ones who bring water to the earth. Yes. Is that true? The presence of dragons. The presence of, okay. I gather that, yeah, it's not like they secrete rain. It's just the, well, their presence. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> because, okay, there is... Yeah. The world is divided up into five kingdoms, and one, I believe it's... The fact that people love this movie, and the fact that I probably should have done a little more research on it is unfortunate, but <laughs> the, whatever the one that lives out in like the moat, like out on the island, so the water, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the bad creatures right. can't pass water. So there definitely is water in this world. But at some point in time, I think maybe because they're still kind of like the heart of the dragon. And that's what it is. Because they all have the shards of that dragon heart or whatever. Right. They're able to have water. But as soon as that gets crunched, then they lose water (laughs) as well later in the movie. Okay. Right. So there's that. And then the dragon heart stone crystal thing Mm -hmm. in pieces or in whole also keep these... Demon clouds at bay. Right. Let's call it demon clouds. And when these demon clouds... They have a name. There's something like the the, the shrine... The sh- okay, here's here's what I'm going to... I'm going to search this in Google. What are the demon clouds in Raya called? Right, I'm gonna That's exactly what I Googled. Raya bad creatures. The Droon. The Droon. The Droon, yeah. The Droon. That's a good name to, to use. They, from what I gathered later in the movie, it's explained that that is like humankind's worst tendencies. It's like, yeah, it's like their discourse that it's like fueled by humanity's evil. Right. And the dragon heart repels those because if they touch a person, a person turns to stone a la Lot's wife. Does yeah. that sound about right? Cool animation turning to stone as well. And sometimes you're turned to stone in the in the pose that you were in. And sometimes you get to be a really sweet holding your hands out pose. <laughs> I don't exactly sure yeah. how you get which it's, one. It's unclear, yeah, which is which. Like, yeah, if you're sitting on the toilet and you get turned to stone, <laughs> I hope that the, you are then standing up nobly with your hands out. But are your pants down? And not crouched over your that's phone. A, <laughs> that would be so unfortunate every time Raya goes to visit her dad. Oh, my he's goodness. He's just crouching holding his phone. You know, we don't often work in a way where I think, maybe, do we have to cut this out for kids? But this is for you to decide. No, no, no. That's fine. That's that's totally fine. Okay, so I gathered all that. And when the shards are separated, right? they, they still repel the drone. And but only like a little bit. But only like a little bit. But if it all comes together through hope, love, and trust, then the world will heal itself. Well, in general, having it all together repels 
the droon, all the droon. And that's how it was at the okay. beginning with her dad was like the guardian of that thing. Right. Now, why were all the other... I saw the other people like being angry and wanting it for themselves. Right. What was that deal? Like, why did they want it? They assumed that heart, which is the land and also a great power from Captain Planet, mm. that this land, because they had the, we'll just call it the dragon heart because I don't know what it's called. Mm, love they it. think like, well, we're kind of suffering on the outside. We don't have enough food, but things are lush in your land because you are the keeper of this entire magical ball. So everyone's jealous, like, well, if we had that, things would, it would be like, uh, like a prosperity ball that everyone thinks like, well, if we had that, <laughs> we would have more prosperity. So that's when they mm -hmm. split it up and be like, no, okay. we, want, okay. we want it in our land. But instead, people being people, they all fought to possess the last remnant of dragon magic. So, Nate, I, I would like to say, let's talk a little bit about the moral. Yes. So I feel like there's a couple things here. One, as you just described, the nature of human beings is to be <laughs> the <worst>. selfish <laughs> and the worst <laughs> and wanting it all for themselves, even if it risks the greater good or it risks mm -hmm. the world's safety. As long as right. they're good as an individual, then they don't care. Everyone is concerned with their own kingdom, kind of at the expense of others being like, well, they're looking out for themselves. We're going to look out for ourselves. Right. I feel like that is a good commentary. Potentially relatable in this world. Very relatable. Who knows how many people would actually see themselves <laughs> in that <laughs> picture. You know, everyone might say, oh, yeah, that's the, those are the other guys. Yeah, exactly. They're the selfish ones. But anyway, the, the moral I really want to talk about is trust. Mm. This movie's big on trust. Welcome to Trust Corner. We do this every episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're, we'll sound the spoiler horn in a second because there's a moment of trust that is at the end of the movie that I think is, is key. Yes. But it starts with her dad showing, hey, we need to bring in these other kingdoms right. to show them that we're not hiding anything and basically demonstrating we have to trust that they will, like, that we can be united. Right. So the dad is the first one to demonstrate trust for others and says, well, I'm going to trust that they are going to, like, right, right. be decent humans when I show them how it is. And then, this is not a spoiler, I don't think, because it's the very beginning of the movie. Everyone splinters that thing. Everyone... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Namari, her friend, like betrays her and goes to like steal the whole thing, and yeah. thus uh, Raya has trust issues later in life. But then <laughs> her dad turns to stone pretty early on in the movie, which is heartbreaking. But oh, before we yeah. get to that, I need to ask real quick: You saw the scene where her dad turns to stone? Yeah, they are on the bridge. They are going to like escape. Right. He then. It's like, oh, he's hurt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He then pushes her off the bridge into the water. Because, right? <laughs> and then he turns to stone. Jill turns to me and says, Yes. Why couldn't he jump off the bridge, too? Exactly. It's not like those drones stop once they eat a person or turn no, one person to stone. No, they kind of keep on going. Yeah. And if, if water is safe, yeah, he may not have great a great shot as in the water with an injury, but he doesn't have great shots when he's in stone, either. I guess he was trusting. 
that one day his daughter would restore the earth. Oh, I will be the catalyst. You know? Okay, but her being able to walk by and see his, like, Pompeii-level stone statue right. is really impactful yes, yes. later in life. Like, that would it be really rough is. to be able to see your dad still stone. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Back to the moral. So, so trust. trust. So trust. I feel like this movie does a great job at pulling the heartstrings and challenging the viewer to think about their relationship with trust and trusting other people, Mm -hmm. even people who may be difficult to trust because of your past history with them. Right. Where I feel like the movie doesn't really answer is how do you gauge trust with people who are a little dangerous and maybe you shouldn't trust like completely you know because this movie it kind of again it's a kid's movie so it's kind of going like all one way or another and so they're saying you have to trust someone to the point of trusting them with with your life right or you're not really trusting them but i feel like it, it misses a nuance in the middle where you you can build trust in small things but not like giving your life already. I don't know. Does that does it make sense? Yeah, I what I'm talking about. She doesn't just give trust out willy nilly to everyone. She trusts her friend. Now Sisu does. Sisu feels like you just trust everybody, and we see it bite her several times, like in that one city. Right. Sisu kind of learns, like, hey, you can't just like. I think Sisu is the example of well, you can't just be sort of blind, naive to right. dangerous people because that's not great as well. But I I trusted you. Big mistake. You better talk fast. It looks hungry. I think Raya does kind of represent that balance because she has been hurt before and struggles to... Oh, can can we spoiler horn here? Yes, because we really got to talk about the end. So, listeners, here's the spoiler horn. If you have not seen it but don't want it ruined, the ending, uh, come back, watch it, come back, post-spoiler horn. But here it is, spoilers after this. So, a big climactic moment is she, Raya keeps trying to trust Namari. Namari is all grown up and baller and with a sweet undercut. And Namari wants to, like, still, like, make her mom proud and take back the dragon and ha- have this power sort of thing. But, and she betrayed Raya when she was a kid. Right, right. It, it culminates in Sisu coming up to Namari and basically being like, I trust you. Like, don't shoot me with a bow. And Namari right. is like, you kind of see her finger like quivering on the trigger. Yes, yes. A tense moment. But then Raya fears that Namari will shoot Sisu. So Raya does something. She like says something or like right. startles. And then Namari fires and, then, and yeah. shoots Sisu. I thought this yes. was a really cool moment of kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy of how like distrust and assuming the worst in other people actually produces the thing that you fear. It's like a minority report situation. Yeah, when yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you go into a situation being like, well, I can't trust them and you see everything through the lens of they're trying to stab me in the back or they're just in it for themselves, that's all you will see. Therefore, you will respond in kind and they will see that response and they will assume that you are selfish and doing things for your own reason. And I I love that illustration as a yeah, a lot of problems can start where everyone goes into it 
assuming the worst in the other person, especially someone on the opposite side of them. Right. I feel like the movie cheats a little bit because like they give you the consequence of it where Sisu dies. But Sisu doesn't really die. That's like a lot of... Yeah, and I feel like if all the other dragons reappeared, but Sisu stayed dead... Ooh, like, that would be impactful. Well, I feel like you would yeah. have to sit with the consequence more, and it would feel more like real life, I guess. You had to sit with the consequences for a bit. They, did, they didn't bring her back right away. Yeah, you, you did. I will say, as I was watching this in a room full of a bunch of kids and families, uh-huh. when Sisu rises again from the water, everybody cheered. Applause, yes. Everybody yes, yes, cheered. Yes. And then when the dad comes back to life, everybody cheered again. Like, big cheer. So that was... Kids love Sisu. I love the dad. I love, love the dad. Sisu. Like, when that... <laughs> it might have been the parents clapping more when the dad came back. When the dad, when the dad comes back, like, I think the dad's love of raya is so good and when he comes back and all of she gathers all the people again because she eventually sacrifices herself by like giving up her shard of the power dragon ball and turns to stone (laughs) and is basically like i trust that you will do the right thing when she gathers all the people at the very end and like her dad sees that of like i've learned the lesson you wanted me to learn and look the people are reuniting and the look on the dad's face of bewilderment and not only are they here but the dragons are here as well is like he's he is amazed but yeah. so proud yeah. it's yeah yeah wait it's, wait it's okay good. so the, <laughs> the the trust back to trust so back to trust i just want to say the last fight scene was really cool like just them all fighting in the city you know and like throwing the shards back and forth yeah, to yeah. repel the dune drones or whatever. Like that was all cool. But then you get to like the final, final scene where there's like uh-huh. surrounded by drones. Uh-huh. It's a, a drone horde and they're all about to turn a stone. So they all have to trust each other to put the shards together, but no one wants right. to give up their peace. And Raya makes the move. Raya trusts Namari, the person who has right. fought her this entire movie and who has betrayed her in the past with her peace. But we have to come together. Please. The what she's done? We'll never trust her. Then let me take the first step. I mean, I'll be honest. You know me, Nate. Yeah. I teared up. Yep. You tear up because you see people make the good moral decision. You know, you hope that Namari is (laughs) going to be able to be whatever gold-hearted enough to put the heart back together you know i don't even i don't know what the prerequisite for the that is but anyway it was a nice moment i still feel like there's more nuance when it comes to trust like in real life and so like that's kind of in the back of my mind as i watch the end of this movie but i still liked it and i still got emotional about it okay well this is where this is a moment where our listeners have to forgive me for 30 seconds you can skip away if you feel like because it's about to get preachy But I think what this movie shows, which I think is great, for example, showing it uh, in church, is because, uh, especially as a Christian myself, the idea of loving your enemies or like sacrificing yourself for someone who doesn't deserve it and may not, would not do the same for you, Mm. I think is like... Obviously, it's an important part of me following Jesus. So I felt like I felt kind of seen in this movie because she did a sacrifice for someone who had betrayed her, which is kind of like all about 
<laughs> what we are about as Christians. And so I felt a, yeah, yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. a little bit like, oh, look, it's like a Christian message about like loving your enemies and sacrificing, laying down your life for someone else that uh, resonated with me. I'm, I'm down for that. No, I, I totally get it. And just to continue the preachy thing, this is one of the things about Christianity that's unique, where it's that Christ died while you were yet sinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While you didn't want him, he wanted you kind of thing. Yes. And so, Welcome to the Mott's altar call. If anyone wants to become a Christian, you can call us after. <laughs> no, no. There'll be no, there'll be no background music. Uh, no, no organ. But I, I totally get that. And so now, now as you've kind of made that comparison, I do like that last scene a little more with that in mind. But you, you didn't like that the moral of the story was kind of just like. Is it better? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this. It seemed a little black and white. Mm. And, and Nate, as you know, the world is very gray. Mm. There's a lot of gray area. You got it. But I, maybe for a kids movie, that's how you have to portray it so kids get it. But then I just feel like as parents, you kind of have to afterwards go like, okay, now case by case, yeah, you still need to use wisdom, you know, because that old lady might bring you to the edge of town to get swallowed by a drone. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, still you can need use to be careful. Sisu as an example of that's all. That's you know, all. You can't just sort of blindly follow everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But maybe that kid on the playground that is. It's mean to you. Yeah. Maybe if you, maybe they're having a hard time at home. Yeah. And if you can offer them a Twinkie, maybe they'll be a little happier. Mm-hmm. Or they may punch you in the face, but you will, <laughs> you will in general be a better kid if you are the one who offers peace. Right. And I think to your example, like it is the good and high character thing to offer the Twinkie, regardless of what happens after right. that. Even if you get betrayed. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm down for that. Yep. All right, well, Nate, let's rate this movie. On a scale of zero to five, Dragon Hearts. Let me go first, because I feel like you're going to rate this super high. You've been rating movies a lot based on what you think I'm going to rate it. I need you to listen to your own Dragon or listen to your own Dragonheart, <laughs> and you need to rate it to yourself. <laughs> well, this whole, the whole time I've been feeling three and a half. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give this movie three and a half. I think, I think it is a fun watch. Action scenes are fun. Characters are interesting. I got emotional at the end, but I mean, for crying out loud, that's every Disney and Pixar movie. The kid whose whole family turned to stone. We didn't talk about him, but he's a bit annoying throughout the whole thing. But (laughs) him seeing his family at the end, very good. Yes. Very heartwarming. So I'll give it a three and a half. Three and a half. What do you say? I'm going to give this movie, I'm between four and four and a half. I think I'm going to give it a solid four. Mm-hmm. I do want to re like this is a movie I picture rewatching sometime in the future, which is high praise for mm. you know any movie for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a solid four. I think design, even outside the characters, which I think the characters is solid. I think as we discussed, the moral of the story and trusting and taking the first step towards your enemy. Uh, even if that puts you in danger, I think is a noble mm-hmm. thought. I think the design of the land of Kumandra, of the cities, of the costuming, and the design of the saddle on the rolling armadillo tuk-tuk. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I, there's some sort of, like the visuals of this movie are so fun. When she has that hat on and flying cape while rolling through the desert on a giant spinning armadillo thing is like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's like, that's good art 
right there. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that was very So I'd say this movie has a lot of quote-unquote good art and then a moral to boot. So, four. Okay. All right. Very good. Listeners, let us know what you thought. Comment on our Instagram at Movies on the Side. You can follow us there. Also, you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash Movies on the Side, or right here in Apple Podcasts. If you listen there, you can even do a free trial and listen to our weekly bonus episodes. I talked about my experience at a condo for vacation this week, and that was fun. And if you haven't yet, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And as we always say, the world is broken and you can't trust anyone. Maybe it's broken because you don't trust anyone. You just have to take the first step. Says basically, I have to take the first step forward. And what is happening? My janky AirPod fell out of my ear. Apropos of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay.